0: So, welcome back. We will continue on with the text 71. But at first, I would like to share something with you because um, today we had this formation class for Slovaks online, and <coughs> we are talking about Brjansch. You know, and. Uh, uh, there was one 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 uh, um, part talking about passions. This in chapter in passions, and he said that uh, as I, when he name all these passions, he remember and describe mm-hmm. this this uh, um, how this particular passion is presented. How can we recognize that? And then. After this uh, part, he's talking about uh, the state of mankind, which was caused by um, Adam and Eve in in uh, uh, paradise, and he said that what it caused is that it is not just one wound; it is that ho- that we are wounded like holy that. Uh, what what he meant by it is that okay, we went now through these eight passions and we divided these passions to the little ones, you know, how they how they manifest manifest uh, in us and he said don't but the point was don't think to be like concentrated on one passion because even one passion causes that we are ho- wounded like whole person that, and, and the reason is that there are, some, there are people who uh, can see something what is wrong with habit or some kind of activity, some passion and they are so sensitive to this or embarrassed that they concentrated only on this and so they are fighting with this passion but they do, don't uh, pay attention, and many times they are neglecting, or they are even committing mortal sins in different areas. But because they're focusing in one and one passion, they're missing everything. So but, you know, he wisely he says that even it is one passion, but this passion causes that we are wounded, like whole, like whole person, and. Uh, and he continues that that, that with this that that bec- that people realize that even when they don't believe in God, they people realize this discomfort in on hearts. This destruction, this deformation, that they, they feel something is not right, so is not correct, and they see results of sins. What is what is bad? There are bad there are there are bad things. Well. And, um, well, this is the reason why ideology starts, you know, because if, we, if a person uh, f- feels that something is broken inside, heart, or inside, so the person wants to find solutions to fix that. And, and this is why so many ideologies are here. You know, like communists. You know, you, you take that what they were offering, if you go 100 years ago, they were offering even in, in Russia when it started and then through all these countries, they were starting good things. For sure, for sure those who were very poor, they offered them, like, good life. You know, some kind of like decent life and everything, and they w- they were trying to fix this problem through own hands uh, with them. and wisdom, and and they believed that they were able to kill even millions who were not showing their ideas, and many times we do the same thing. Many times, we we try to find uh, for ourselves these little ideologies. That, okay, and we think that this will bring me uh, peace in heart. That, uh, for example, uh, uh, it is an example, I know that there are cases that are different, but in general, uh, how many times I met when I met people who were divorced, and um, how many times I heard that when I asked so what was the reason why, you know, and uh, many times was the reason was that, well, it didn't work. But, well, there was no abusing, there was not nothing, it was just, in the end, it was like when you hear, so it's like okay, you need to adjust a little bit, and we are, and uh, it is this searching for okay. I can I can make different settings for my life. I am refusing this sacrifice. I I can put it aside. I can start to build something new, and it will be better. <coughs> And if you go on the lower place, so even like these simple things we are doing in life, uh, many times it reflects this desire, desire to fix things by ourselves, fix problems by ourselves, difficulty by ourselves. And uh, so discussion went this way a little bit, and then. Uh, uh, that was like this conclusion, because now still, I don't know how often we hear that, but well, still there's a, this discussion about this process of uh, synod process. And probably, I think, based on reactions, probably it is more bigger topic in Slovakia than here, it seems to me. And uh, there was a very good point there, like that after reading this, these documents, so which came out from uh, diocese in Slovakia, and there right, are I read several, but uh, I was not impressed. And it was said, what is missing is repentance. That was said nobody, nothing is is uh, in these documents that which is calling. Okay, if you want to read, really. A new church and to offer hope for the world, we need to do repentance, we need to start this journey which, uh, which will cleanse us. And uh, I, I, there was a comment that, well, again, these documents are reflecting some, all these practical things, what we can do to fix things what we can do, what will be our projects, our activities, to fix things. And actually in this text, Branchino is, is leading us that, while well, we do nothing as people through our projects. That the, the way Back to Paradise is to do repentance. It means to change our heart, And to really turn to God with this um, willingness to follow his instructions. To confess, well, I sinned, I I have this inclination to sin in me. I cannot do anything with that, but you can help me. Give me instruction how to do this. So we were talking more about that and, and there was some kind of like Comments which uh, I would say reflected some kind of resignation that is that is difficult to change. And I said, "Well, I, my answer was that look, you are like 80 now here, and are meeting. If you start that, so." you will God will send you as a friends many people who will follow your way this is this change is imp- we cannot I it's impossible to wait for some kind of instruction to follow the instruction I think we have to we have gospel we have to we have to start this this process to start to walk and once we start to walk the other will come to us, and they will join us. And I was very thankful, and I'm going to the point, <laughs> that I told them that I'm very thankful that you sacrificed this time to come for that meeting, to join, even like uh, online. Because I said, because of you, the, your presence, this recording can be, and this recording is heard by many other people. and. And we can we can somehow spread these seeds from holy fathers who lead us uh, to this art of spiritual life. We are all we are learning from from them, and they they show us this path path of salvation, a uh, path of repentance, which leads to healing of whole body. So I I felt that well I need to express thanks to you too you know, that you sacrifice your time too. You are sacrificing, you could do whatever you wanted today, you could rest, whatever. But you came to listen to with together with others. And, and uh, even if something seems that it's too much for us, that we don't have this capacity to live in fullness, remember, one thing that if you receive receiving this willingness, uh, maybe you are not able to live these words today, but you will be able to live it tomorrow or after one week or after one year. You are receiving seed which will grow if you don't refuse God until you are on God's path this will be slowly growing and changing you. So thank you for that. Because this can show in future, maybe past many. Okay, so let's go back to Theodorus.
1: He who is battling to repulse what harasses and wars against him must enlist the help of other allies. I mean humility of soul, bodily toil, and every other kind of ascetic hardship, together with prayer that springs from an afflicted heart and is accompanied by many tears. He must be like David who says, look on my humility and my toil, and forgive all my sins. Do not pass my tears over in silence. My tears have been my bread day and night, and I mingled my drink with weeping.
0: This text comes after, if you remember, last time um, he told us that it is like necessary, almost duty, to test our thoughts, and with some kind of uh, radical uh, resistance to stand against these these uh, thoughts which are bad, and. If you try that, so you could immediately experience, like how cruel this spiritual war is, and it seems to us that always when we start to test our thoughts, suddenly it seems to us that these uh, attacks are multiplying. There are more. And it is true. One thing is true that that uh, these temptations are bigger because uh, always when enemy sees that we are starting some kind of new uh, new journey, new step, that we are exercising something new, uh, what is good for our salvation, immediately um, he attacks us with big and cruel. Temptations. So Isaac Strian he says that this is the first tactic of the evil one to scare those who make the good decision and they try to follow that. This is this is like uh, very often it happens like when we have these fasting seasons and uh, uh, people who some Come to courage. I said, "Well, I will try to go more strict." And even if they don't go like really very strict, they just in moderation. They just increase that that intensity of fasting in in few days. They have like first week. It's like horrible week for them. You know, it's they they it, uh, and they say, "Look, usually." I don't have breakfast usually. I go to work and then I eat when I come home, you know. But when I started the fast, it was like from morning. It was like hunger and and uh, I was weak, cranky, and uh, I was I was not able to think about nothing but food. And it was just it was just he said I can understand that. And, and it, it is the same thing. Is if we make decision uh, for each good practice or to make it more strict, more perfect, restarting we start something new, we have to expect that we will be tested by this first tactic of evil one. And uh, this attack is short. It takes. It's not. It doesn't take long. We have to just be firm and to survive. But then, I says that then, when we survive that, then the evil one goes away and he watches us from distance, uh, waiting for a moment when we become lazy. You know, so this is his uh, law. So, yes, Theodorus he says that well we we will taste this this hardship of this spiritual warfare and it, sometimes it happens that we want to give up because it seems that well we cannot um, we cannot resist this no, almost nonstop attacks you know that uh, um, from uh, there is a, from the life of Saint Sava. he was a very, very big saint and uh, monastic. In his monastery he had, I forgot his name, a monk who was disobedient and he caused him a lot of problems. You know, it was like horrible monk. He actually he divided monastery, he took some uh, he he started to build his own monastery without permission, and he took material and and everything was from the... he, he stole things, you know, and and the Sava was receiving him again, 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 and uh, finally uh, what happened was that he got very sick because of his disobedience, and he was healed by St Sava. So then he returned back to monastery, mm-hmm. and he was he was pretending that he is obedient, but still inside his heart was not changed yet. Mm-hmm. It was like outside obedience, but the heart he was not changed. And uh, what happened was that that um, like he experienced a very very intensive. Um, temptations against purity, and usually, you know, you you have this advice. Like, in, like in monks at that time was that well, if you are fighting with thoughts, whatever thoughts which are bad, go and reveal the thoughts to your elder, to your spiritual father. This this advice and. We would say, go and make confession, you know, but it's written this way. And he was so proud inside that he was disobeyed and he didn't follow this advice. But it became so intensive that in one moment, because he was hopeless, he cut off his uh, genitalia, thinking that in this way he would get rid of temptation. Well, these against like canons of, of the church and everything, so Sava really, they, after he recovered a little bit, he uh, let him go out from monastery. But then he returned back and made uh, repentance. He changed really uh, through this repentance and finally and when this process was over, um, he and he made some visible repentance, and and it was there was a sign that God received his repentance. So he died seven days after that. Whole life he was disobedient, and it was so rooted in his heart that, and, and always when this is happening, when we when we don't fight with that when we really don't want to really take out. So we are going like on spiral movement down. In some point we will touch the the bottom of our misery. It can be can have like different forms but but it's horrible what can happen to us. And, uh, And and still this this to to get out from this spiral. It is this spirit of repentance, in one thing. And um, this is what Theodoros says, that it's not only to make like mental decision that to fight with these thoughts, to fight with these difficulties, with this this inclination towards passions, but he says that we have to have uh, company, we have to have helpers, who would help us with this process. And he mentions like humility of, of soul, physical work, and every other kind of ascetical effort. So he says that, well, it's... it's, And, and it is very wise, because many times we want to defeat uh, uh of passion, but it it is always this fight is somewhere in the sphere of our mind or soul or somewhere, and and we think that we can defeat that, but it's not true. We have to really humble even our body, humble our body. We have to humble our heart, and uh, what does it mean to humble our or soul, it is um, I don't know if he, he meant this uh, Theodorus this way but um, I read one saint and uh, he used that humbling of soul, to humble soul uh, they meant this process of, of revealing thoughts to the elder that you experience like, like shame that that well again, you are uh, uncovering what is what is something you are not proud of, and this this sh- shame it brings uh, attracts humility. And I think that I'm just guessing that uh, uh, Theodoros meant the same thing, even if it is not written here. Oh, so, so it means and others, all kind of tools. So <clears throat> I should never think that I am able to defeat these temptations only with some kind of my mental work. You know, It, I, it had to be involved. there be involved, like humbling of body, through fasting, through physical work. You know, and uh, and this is true. You know that uh, I can tell this. I think uh, one young man I know. Uh, there is a... W- many people started to go to uh, Laura of Univa. It is like monks, stud- studites are there. And uh, from the time when several our Slovaks, uh, Slovaks joined the monastery, so many people from Slovakia started to go there. The monastery became like famous a little bit, and they go there for retreats and everything. So you, if you go there for some like three days, so first day they, these monks, uh, they let you be. On the second day, you will get obedience. It means you have to do some work, you know, for certain hours, and uh, and, and then they are here if you need confessions, so they here if you need some kind of discussion, so they serve to you. But, well, they will not leave you without work, just to be lazy. And one man went there, and. Uh, and uh, while he was there, I don't know how many days, but he went to, he said, I, I went to see this. my father who was assigned to me, one of these monks, and uh, he was responsible for him. I, he said, Well, look, well, I, I am ashamed, but well, I have not pure thoughts. It's like pushing it's temptation or something. And he said, Well, it is temptation, you know. So, did you do your obedience in this work? Yes, I did. Okay, this is another one. Go and prepare some wood. So, it means like take axe and to, what, what is? Yes. So, he said, so I went there and he showed me what I'm supposed to do. I said, I was so tired that when I finished that, he said, I didn't go for evening prayers at the time. I, I came to my like, place and I slept. And uh, the monk morning uh, came to him and he said, so what about the thoughts yesterdays? So did you have some? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> so, as he was laughing, he said, when he was taking the, uh, saying this, this story that, that, uh, you know, that how these monks are wise, he said, I expected some kind of, like, a long encouragement, something. No, he sent me to do the hardest work in this <laughs> monastery. You know, because he, he I was so tired that I had really uh, no time to have these thoughts. But there is a wisdom there, you know, that they recognize that, uh, like, in the monastery, uh, you don't have time to be lazy. You are always doing something. And even like these monks who who lived alone in solitude in wilderness, if they were not praying or sleeping, so they had these hand works to do. So each of them, they had something to do, and I think uh, one of them was, I don't remember the name, he was making this uh, on the floor, this mat, mat, from from some kind of grass, Mm -hmm. and uh, he didn't need that, nobody, he was so far from everywhere, uh, usually they sold things and they got some money to what they needed, but he was so far, there was no way to sell this. So he was like making like storage, like piled up for one year. One year was gone, he burned everything and start all over. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the point is that he was not doing that because of need. Mm-hmm. He was just really, he didn't let himself to be idle. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he found, and he followed these advices. Of this would teach us spiritualize that idleness is is something what what uh, causes uh, what attracts like thoughts mm-hmm. or problems. So this is why he's saying that all this all kinds of ascetical work. And another thing is what is we need to think about that is that it is not only. Uh, the most important part is to have this broken heart, to this realization, okay, this is my state, still my soul, and uh, from this realization, uh, you have to uh, come, come, from this realization, these tears of sorrow are coming. Or I, th- I mean, the state of soul when we really are turning almost nonstop to God and asking for forgiveness, and, and and it is it is something what we have to learn to do because um, I think that like, like common approach is and it's part of our pride or, or thinking very highly about ourselves. That uh, Christians or Catholics, I would say, is that you have this many. How many uh, times you probably heard? I'm a good person. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm a sinner. We we know that we have to admit that, but in truth, we are not admitting that. But we we know that we cannot just put ourselves on the altar. So we admit, yeah, I'm a sinner, but. If you ask them, okay, what is your sin? I don't know, (laughs) you know. So, but but they know that. Well, to to for sure, we I'm a sinner, but I. But I really don't know what's the sin, you know. And nothing's bothering me. If I'm a sinner, uh, but I'm not. But I don't need really to hurry to God. His broken heart to ask for forgiveness. And I think this very bad state. And and look, how many times people come? Very often for confession, people who are really fighting, and uh, and it seems to them that well, there is almost no no hope for me because I am falling again, again, again. And I uh, I am fighting this particular sin, and and. Always, when they come to confess that this, this, that some kind of failure in this battle, they they are attacked with this demon who wants to bring hopelessness. But I think that actually those are the most holy people in our communities. You know, I because because they have the the. Best or the most correct setting of heart, because if there are if there are fighting and it seems that they are losing this fight many times, and it is causes like this brokenness of heart, and it takes a huge part of humility to come and to say, I fell again in this. Uh, and it is what, is what is big. And I think this is what God wants us to see, wants to see in our lives. This really to, to see that we are helpless, we depend on His grace, and we have this hope, and this faith, and courage, and humility to somewhat defeat our shame, and to come again and again to him to beg for forgiveness. I think this is the this is a setting in the soul from which, which brings saints. Because it's so different. If somebody cannot name on sin even one, cannot name who I'm fighting with this passion now um, and it seems well I have just I have no sin I have just everyday same. what is everyday same? you know that nobody knows who, what is that for murderer it is like murder you know everyday thing you know but but well. It is an intellectual level. I am admitting that I'm not perfect, but on this level of heart, there is there are no tears. I'm not broken that I offended God, and and this is something what what is very um, bad state, and this is. Okay. So this is another condition he gives us if we want to win over the thoughts. And for sure prayer and especially if prayer is connected like this with this comes out from this broken heart. With this sorrowing heart this prayer has enormous power. It's 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 really prayer which causes miracles, well brings miracles. All right. Questions or comments? Nothing, okay, so let's continue.
1: Okay. The adversary of our life, the devil, employs many devices to make our sins seem small to us. Often, he cloaks them with forgetfulness so that after suffering a little on their account, we no longer trouble to lament over them. But my brethren, let us not forget our offenses even if we wrongly think that they have been forgiven through repentance. Let us always remember our sinful acts and never cease to mourn over them so that we may acquire humility as our constant companion and thus escape the snares of self-esteem and pride.
0: So he uncovers in front of us uh, another spiritual law or tactic of evil one And his tactic is that before we commit the sin, he introduces our sin as a small, not important, just nothing. After we commit the sin, he causes that he makes this sin huge, even bigger than than we thought, and he wants us to lose hope. Okay, so this is some kind of one of that tactics. So, how to how to fight with that? Uh, um, Remember this, this strange things Briancino offered us that this, that we have to use self-accusation. Mm-hmm. You know, that it was like, for many it was like something like strange. And he said, we have to accuse ourselves in front of God. And uh, when we follow this advice, and if you remember, so so it was like, and he, he started with that, that if we take this advice, it's difficult. Because we can hear from Holy Fathers that, that accusation helps us to reach this <coughs> spirit of humility. But when we hear that, and we want to practice that, suddenly we see actually there is like nothing like so huge I can do. I accuse myself in front of God, you know, that, and yes, we can find, like, but well, it's not so big thing, you know, it seems like this, these sins are like small and it's difficult for us to somehow naturally accuse ourselves from uh, in front of God. But Bernardino he told us that in the beginning you have to force yourself, or more artificially. It, it means that, that, that it, it might seem to you that, well, it is I am, I am faking that, you know, I am pretending something. I said, even that you have to force yourself to practice that. And then, when you start to do this, and you you force yourself, for even it seems to you artificially, just not genuine from heart. Something happens. Slowly, you will start to see bigger things. It is like that you. you they to maybe this this. Uh, Self-accusation, forced or violent—you know—when I force myself to accuse myself, even for these small things, I, and I, uh, and it leads me to repentance. It is like uh, uh, when windshield on car is totally covered with mud. So it is like you make like this first um, swipe, and you start to see through this. <laughs> um, Short um, little spaces, something is there, c- more clear, so you make more and more these swipes. Uh, uh, you are sweeping that until it is not totally clear and you see everything clearly. And then self accusation is like something what you do almost non stop because you see clearly what is in your heart. But this is, this is the reason why we have to, in the beginning, to force ourselves to do this. And, uh, and uh, there is a, another spiritual law. Uh, and Brian Chung is saying that and many, but he's just repeating these words of many saints. He said that uh, with each this self-accusation and this running in repentance of heart to God, which each this self-accusation, uh, this temptation will start to lose the strength. And uh, it will be easier to defeat them. And actually, uh, that even if this intensity of this temptation will grow for us, it seems that they are easier it makes sense. That this this grace in us which we receive through repentance of every sin will make us somehow stronger, that even if intensity of temptations is growing, we still see that as a as easy.
1: So it seems like the enemy takes our bigger sins and makes them weigh on us so much that we want to give up. Yeah. And then he takes our lesser sins and, and t- tells us, eh, it's not that bad. At least you didn't do that.
0: Yeah. It's
1: not that bad. Yeah. So that we kind of ignore them
0: yeah.
1: or, or just put them aside. Whereas if, we're, if we do our examination of conscience and we are aware of our sinfulness, and as you say, the self-accusation on every level, then God will put them into perspective for us. Is that right? He'll help us to.
0: Yeah, and, and we have to. Uh, we have to. Uh, we'll see them with his eyes, as it were. Uh, yeah, and uh, what happens is that, like this, we will have soon. We will have this Sunday, Pharisee and publicans, Pharisee. And then public, uh, publicans saw his life in fullness. There he didn't say, uh, this uh, Pharisee was naming things what he's doing, good things. Publican was not doing that, that I did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, I feel sorry. He saw himself in fullness that he's like wounded, this one big wound. And he's, he turned to God and said, Lord, have mercy, have mercy on me. And there is this voice that he left. That temple justified. So God answered to our this calling, and it means that that uh, uh, I don't have courage to 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 tell this 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 mechanism. But we are getting this help from above, which makes us stronger. So then even this. <coughs> intensity of temptations are growing, we have enough strength, for, not our strength, strength for a bow as a result of our repentance, which we'll, we will see even this increased uh, temptation as easy to defeat. I don't know if I if captured that. It. It's difficult to talk about it because we don't see that but but it works this way, and we have to remember the spiritual laws we have to be like these merchants or not merchants like this, who is so smart to using all this. like lawyers in they know know okay, this is the way through <laughs> through this um uh, this. Laws, you know, so I can get there. So we have to use these uh, spiritual laws to find a way to use them to find a way towards to heaven, to salvation. Okay. So let's another one.
1: Let no one think that he endures suffering and achieves holiness. Through his own powers. For God is the cause of all the good that comes to us, just as the demon that deceives our souls is the cause of all the evils. Therefore, give thanks to their cause for whatever good acts you perform, and attribute to their instigator the evils that trouble you.
0: Okay, so it goes a little bit further. And he uses text for those who started this journey of fighting. And uh, for sure, everybody who enters this whole power using this helper, like these exercises and prayer and, and ask as is, uh, using everything to conquer, to fight this passion, so for sure after uh, even short time can experience like uh, relief. Something like okay, something happened. Um, it's like little victory already. And um, and um, so Teodoro says, well, he says this is the moment when we are exposed and we are prepared, We open door for the. Very big temptation. This temptation is that we ascribe this fruit to our strength. Yes, I was preparing boot for like half of Barberton, you know, so because of that, <laughs> this hard work, I defeated the passions. <laughs> well, Sorry about that, but you know what I mean. That that we, we really see and we experience maybe even this weight of these efforts, and suddenly we see uh, we see uh, fruit. Maybe I told you about that man who. Um, decided to spend like whole great fast in like with really huge effort. He was really fasting very strictly. He came for eat liturgy and he was praying and he was trying to keep everything good and well for sure uh, he did a really huge effort. And uh, and then he was saying about that that on Sunday morning he told himself i, I said oh, i i did it. I managed it." so he was like, uh, he was proud that he managed to oh he kept his decision and even through all this not for even more days because it's plus holy week." And uh, you know what happened? Before they went to liturgy, he got he had argument with his wife over like small things, but he was so upset. Yeah, I was, I was so upset. It was nothing, but I was so upset that he didn't have courage to receive communion in Pascha. Mm-hmm. And he said. Even, even this made me even more upset, and then I thought, ah, now we have this lunch together with this special food, you know, which was blessed. And <laughs> I am not, I am not going there. You know? <laughs> so so he went from the leadership, and I, at I, first, I need a sh- shot. Hmm. So he went to bar, and it was not one shot; it was many shots. So he was drunk like pig, you know, at the day, and he woke up. Uh, some somehow where I don't know these details, but he said he came to like on Monday, and he said first things what he was in his mind to take shower, and he was running to the church to make confession. Mm-hmm. And and he said uh, when he was talking about this his experience, he said you know you would not believe how strong temptation it is. And he said, I, in a few hours, I buried everything. I destroyed everything I was trying to build during 50 days. I destroyed everything. And this happens to us. This is the temptation. So we always have to um, be careful when we see some kind of progress. You know, some some progress in good the de- uh, works we are doing, even little one. So I I we have to ascribe, acknowledge. Okay, this is God's, God's, grace was present. This God was working in me. If we say yes, I did because I made effort, usually, and we have to be, we have to have open eyes because usually immediately this temptation comes which destroyed what uh, what uh, we built. And the, the medicine how to avoid that is to practice of gratitude, practice to give thanks to God. We have to even for small things, which are happening in our life, good things, or if something, always, we have to learn uh, this, This uh, hab- we have to acquire this habit to really give thanks to God. I don't say now to say like litany, like uh, 15 minutes of giving thanks with beautiful words. I'm just saying this this movement of heart, which is, it, it, might, it might be not even expressed by words, just it is more in heart, all right, you are good, my Lord, thank you. It is, it is I would not be able to do this without you. And always when, when we practice that, so we will be able to avoid, or to, uh, we will recognize this temptation, and we will not fail and And it's good even to to give thanks to God. it's always good, even for the smaller things, because there is this another spiritual law, Saint Isaac says that i I cannot tell it exactly, but in this meaning, if you are thankful. God reacts on your thanks with double measure of his gifts. So even the smallest, some kind of gift, smallest thing, and I'm thankful for that, I can expect double blessing. He doubles that. He always answers that. that, uh, and, And I think that this was... This is was known among people. I remember this older generation, generation, my grandparents, and they they said this that um, if you are uh, good, well, how how it, it was okay. God always blesses you with one hand. When you tell him thank you, he blesses you with two hands. Mm. Oh. You know that that he, they say, well, this he is pouring this grace to everybody, but when we acknowledge that and we are thankful, so then we get like double blessing. And and it was like. But, Many times when I'm reading this Holy Father, and studying them, and and I think about that, many times I come to these some kind of advices, and when you start to think, I say, oh, this is, I heard it somewhere already, and uh, you find it in the sayings of these old people, and for sure my grandfather and grandmother, they didn't read Isaac the Syrian, (laughs) for sure not. They didn't sh- read any of these holy files, but it was this wisdom was giving, like in these sayings of people from generation to generation, and this was interrupted. And 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 I, I realized that pff, when they were saying that, I said, pff, "This is like sayings <laughs> of old people, like." Tails, you know, <laughs> something like. But then, well, uh, I feel always sorry that I didn't listen more. But of these things, all right. Well, thank you very much.